What's good, everybody, and welcome to the Street Geek Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Rusty Joints, an amazing futurist ahead of his time producer. So make sure to check him out at Rusty Joints Music on Instagram, Rusty Joints on Bandcamp. All links will be in the description. The homie rocks a mask to add to the ambiance of the setting of his music. It really is incredible. I guarantee he makes something that you will enjoy, from, from blending hip-hop and salsa together to his Rust Chips beat series uh, to his projects with rappers. Um, all music you hear today will be by him. So if you dig what you hear, make sure to uh, go to his band camp and support his music. Leave a comment. Go follow him on IG. And again, this dude is incredible. This won't be the last time he's on this show, but just an introduction to him, his music, and how he approaches it. And I do apologize for any skips in the audio. As you'll find out, Rusty's a time-traveling robot, and our technology's just not up to date. So let's go ahead and jump right into this interview about why Rusty got the idea for his mask. So I, I mean, every day, the creative uh, and imagination your production inspires, and the, the only way I can think of describing it is like it's induced visuals through audio. And um, what leads to the the experience of this whole thing is the the mass. So where did that come from, and what what's the inspiration behind it? Yeah, I mean, the I started producing basically like in '99, around there. Okay. So on 2000, maybe 2001, I drew rusty joints for the first time. Mm. I've been an artist my whole life since I was a little kid and everything. Really? I drew that character. It's, in, it's on the wall here. This is uh, Yo, the character Yo, that's, that's your here. drawing right there? And I drew that character because what, you know, when I'm doing music, it was like, let me pick a name. Uh, red Beat. Red Beats, because I'm like Red. Okay. The red-headed dude. <laughs> um, red Beats, you know, almost. As in a very simple the beginning of it and i was like nah that, that's just too plain and simple and it's not not on work red beats so rusty turned red into joints and i was like that's mm. and i was like let me um let me develop this character you know i thought of the rusty joints let me just design this entire robot and i even got like a mythology behind it a little bit that's building i intended years ago to do like by now to have enough but i never got to that okay um so that was the character and then many years later, after releasing my first project in 2010, and then I found that Urat Studios, who does props, I found them on IG again, okay. on DeviantArt. You know, his, his work is just dope. He's just a prop maker. He makes a lot of masks and everything. And I was like, boom, I'm just going to do that. I even I even asked him to quote me on an entire suit. But he was talking about thousands of dollars. Oof. It's not that practical. <laughs> right. It's not practical to just... I'm going to jump into you or something. No, like, I probably wouldn't even be able to get, the, I probably won't suit on without help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, and uh, definitely a lot of, a lot of people um, think of doing so. And they think that that's the direct direct. I made the mask and that's, it's unavoidable. But yeah. No, it's, it's a dope fit, man. It, it really, it really, comic book. it really, <laughs> the comic book thing really meshes. I was thinking, um, I was reading an older uh, Fantastic Four, like Stephen Byrne, I think it was his name. I'm fucking it up, but yeah. Anyways, um, Doom has uh, Doctor Doom has like like five or six people helping him and put a suit on and shit. So I can imagine like the same thing going on if he had the whole body suit and everything. But the, <laughs> the mask works, man. And um, 
Yeah, it was like that. I, I, I go back to that one video. You know, all, all your videos are dope, and they're, it, it's it's you vibing out to your music. But that one video of you like kind of walking this sort of like treadmill, the backdrop. That shit was sick, man. It was. Uh, I think you you mentioned something about like time traveling and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, I think this dude's actually like a a time traveling fucking side. How else can you fucking explain this future sound and shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> it was so dope, oh, man. Oh, man, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, on the Q72 bus, the bus ride. Yeah. From, like, Northern Boulevard to Queens Boulevard. And I just, that was the backdrop. That's fucking sick, dude. That's fucking sick. And I'm just, like, I'm marching in place in my in my room. <laughs> in front of the green screen joint like you know bro it's so ill and, I, and the anonymous yeah. thing because you, you you don't post your face up and stuff like that so it's it's staying true to this uh to this rusty joints and everything it's it's really cool and like I, again it just adds to the whole it adds to the whole environment and experience of the music man and and i'm sure if you did like if you did, were to find a time travel to the future like i'm sure you would find your music in there man segues perfectly into the album oh, that man. I discovered you in uh, was District 9mm your collaboration with the rapper Alexander I mean what a fucking and it was the cover was like sort of like a playoff of uh, and those little, little sh- the prawn shrimp dudes and you had you in the, in the corner just I was like what the fuck is this and I'm, I'm a pure like I love like nerdcore you know um, you know, some they're they're rapping about like being in the most Isley's cantina and shit like that, and I love shit like that. So when I heard this, I was like, "This is ill." Um, and and throughout this podcast, we'll be playing music uh, from your catalog because I really want people to to, to dig into it um, and check out links in the bio. But when I first heard it, I pressed play, you know, and it was this that that 20th Century Fox rollout thing, and it was very cinematic, little skips in the middle, so it was sort of like a a lost tape you found or, or, or an 8mm reel you found what the fuck is this and a dead president's fucking uh, sample in there was just so ill and dude that, that, that boom bap like fucking feel and Alexander comes in just super just and revolutionary and just like motherfucker like you know it was sick dude it was so sick and, and it had this backdrop and so as the album goes on you know, he runs into a guy named Rusty, this, like, this cybernetic, and you're just like, what? It was in a pool hall or something, something like that. It was real interesting, and as the, as the album goes on, these skits kind of tie everything in, and then I, I discovered you on Instagram, and I was like, oh, fuck, he really is a robot, and shit like that. Like, it was super dope, man. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the rest of the catalog, but I want to I wanna focus on strict 9mm. Uh, how did that collaboration come across? Because he's from Fresno, California, I believe. And I'm from California, and I know where Fresno is. I've been through there. Well, first, just to correct, I I, I put Fresno initially oh, okay. when I was on. Mm. And he told me that's kind of incorrect, that he did go to school in Fresno. Okay. And I think he's more from, I think, Pomona or L.A. area. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I think that's more accurate. And um, so basically, I don't know when it was. It was um, some years back, probably around 2012. I think it was around the time of my chaos plays the notes album and then he found me on Bandcamp, and then just touch base it was i think he was saying um like yo is yeah music's dope maybe we could work on something and we basically he ended up using one track that was already on that instrumental album chaos plays the notes okay and he did it i was like yo i'll send it to you and he recorded something i mixed it 
And that's how that started. So that was around 2012. So now we basically released District 9mm, I think it was 2018. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it was like a long build, you know? Yeah. We were working on the project for like maybe three years. Oh, wow. And he came up with the concept. He he got at me and he was like, yo, it's, I think we should actually just do a whole project. And he said that, um, he said, yo, I got an idea. It's uh, District Dead Presidents. And I was like, whatever, mm. let's, let's go crazy. So he kind of, he set the whole tale and he was like, and he was like, it would be dope if you had like uh, a lot of jazz samples and things. And that's when I would just send them stuff back and forth for a long time. We pieced it together slowly and it became what it was, you know? Yeah, it's a great album. I, I really love that shit, and um, it, it's it's um, it's cool, thank man. You so much. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, thank you guys for making it, cause it's, you know, to to give it like the the whole the whole rundown. It says um, in the description. It's a concept album, a cross of science fiction, and ugly reality we actually lived in, wrapped in a cinematic feature length album, and um, you know, lyrics be aggressive, unapologetic, and production wise, it's it's well crafted and tailored in the style. And like I said, just the whole opening, the whole opening, what the fuck do you mean life? That song, it just, it's one of those ones where it's like, it's such a good song that it's hard to keep listening to the rest of it because you just keep pressing repeat back and listen to that. Because his, his, uh, <laughs> his cadence in there is just so aggressive and just, you don't give a fuck, man. He's just in there to kill it. You know what I mean? It's really dope. And, and um, man, like a lot of your music, it's weird and there's, you, you can't just press play and listen to the first 10 seconds. Because when I had a blog, there was a lot of people that would send music. Usually within the first 10 seconds, you could tell. And um, with your music, it it's a, a it's a gradual build. And I find, uh, which we'll jump into when we into Rust Chips 5, um, there's a song in there that that each, almost like eight, 10 seconds, there's something new, something new to, to that adds to the song and shit like that. It's really dope. But for District Nine Millimeter, my other question would be: uh, Will there be a Will there be a part two? So the District Nine Millimeter Part Two that would be like this, <laughs> right? Basically, refer <laughs> well, to what you said again, like talking, like just to before I answer this question, talking about how how he was spitting like an animal yes. all over, start to finish. He was went completely gorillas. He was turning everything upside down, flipping the city over, mm-hmm. and um. That was dope. His whole imagination on that. And I was just pieced together everything he brought, you know? Right. And uh, so part two, I think we've talked about it already. Okay. But I don't know if it would be story or just a follow-up album. Yeah. Be a more traditional album or right. where anything goes or it'll be another like whole concept. Yeah. Let me, let me know, man. <laughs> let me know. Because uh, I, I would love to hear you guys. You guys work really well together. And um, if you guys can collaborate on something, even if it's five songs, I'll give a fuck, man. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> it's, it, you guys work really well together, man. Man, thank you so much, man. Niggas is tired of shit, not adding up. Invite the streets and pick up remainers from shit. We backing up. Multiply the kids, fuck the pigs and track them and bag them up. Pull liquor on your caskets. Fuck your flag, bitch. You mad, so what? You can go ahead and fly these nuts. Got them pants sagging. Niggas loose, hanging noose. My pants, they holding up. Got a problem back it, then hold them up. At gunpoint, we're holding up your money and your life. Your punk bitch, both you're running up. Everything I did for this country, you owe me something. Pistol grip pumping niggas. Position that push that button, right? Enjoy your turn from your step. And my sister in the Indian headdress. Gap point is straight out your pumpkin ride, ride, ride. 
so yeah, man. So your your, your latest release, uh, Rust Chips Five, is just a, a beat tape series. Uh, this is the fifth, obviously, in the series. And um, I love, I I dig the fucking covers and everything like that. It's it's really dope. Again, it adds to the narrative. Um, the one, the I mean, the whole the whole beat tape is dope. I I listen to it from beginning to end, at work, and I'm doing my thing, and it it was just uh, it was crazy. I was I was I was on planet Earth, as I was listening to it, but I definitely traveled, and it was it was it was a trip. And uh, when I got to the end of it, I was, pressed play again, dude. It was sick. And the one song that really just that really got me immersed was Keys and Benji. said there at the one minute mark that's where it it's it sort of it, it kind of walks this crazy place where these these keys are in the background and it sounds eerie but then there's keys in the front that start to make it a little bit more playful you know what i mean but then it has this like this sort of like gun cocking sound it's so fucking sick man do you remember making that song and um i remember that was thank you man Mm-hmm. That, that, that's definitely an interesting one on the pro, on the project. Well, first, there's no samples on it at all. Hmm. That's just like I just was. I remember just messing around on the keyboard. That must have been a couple of years ago, actually, when I did it. Like maybe okay. maybe four or five, actually. Okay. And one thing I remember trying to do this that the the low piano notes, the doom 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 doom. That part. I, think I was thinking of that song, the Mexican or Chico Fernandez. And it was like um, that rhythm in that song is crazy. I just kind of like played, mimicked that kind of rhythm. Okay. And then it just, you know, I put it all together and it just came out that way. Sometimes I like to not sample. Yeah. Even though I'm definitely addicted to sampling. For but, sure. Uh, that was, that's pretty much all I remember of it. And it was a couple years ago and then. It's like two and a half years or so. I've been more aside from just releasing projects. I would, I'm like, let me do this, you know, post up beat videos, even if it's not a piece or it's not on a project. I'm putting up beat videos and stuff. That's when I even some of my old and that turned into the Rush Trip series, you know. Yeah. Where they're not they're not so 
planned out and carefully constructed. They're just, you know, kind of thrown together like. But yeah, that's good, man. It's, it's I think to for artists to not or think things, and just uh, and just give it to the people. You know what I mean? Because sometimes uh, it, it, it you can definitely get in your way sometimes, in your own way sometimes. You know, not you personally, but just artists and. Um, and yeah, man, I, I I always look forward to to seeing your your you know your videos and stuff like that. Uh, where where you're gonna fucking take me musically? And the Rush Chips albums are always fun to fun to peep. And that song in particular, man, it's uh, I th- I think it also that the the, idea, the the fact that you didn't add samples for that one, I think it definitely adds a size to that that exposed brain to rusty joints because that's so sick and to, to to sample off of that whole mexican rhythm the mexican song rhythm like that's so, that's so sick um yeah i was uh yeah it's a trip man. i was i was actually showing my wife that song yesterday and she was just like that's crazy and i showed her the video because i was like this is dude i'm gonna be interviewing and she was like oh he, he's a, he's a robot i'm like he's a fucking robot i'm gonna talk to a robot tomorrow that's crazy right <laughs> you know I'm like, it's all sick. I'm playing some other stuff from Rusty Chips, and she was just like, that's crazy. That's really good. You know, um... Man, thanks, thanks. That's so good. Yeah, it's one of the many things I like about your music. It's not like a 15-second loop played over and over. You know, it's it's a, it's a great song. It's great production. A lot of producers have this sort of one beat a day, you know, 300 beats a year. Like, what, what's your what's your workout plan when it comes to beat making? I, um... I try to be in the vicinity of making about, I at least try to aim for three in a week. Okay. Um, sometimes if I can do five and maybe I'll, what I mean by three in a week is to actually do them enough where I make a video and put them out there. I That's see. been the aim. And I know like in the last, let's say in the last two, in the last three weeks or so, and five, so that I had something to put out there. But I wasn't making beats in the last three weeks until just a couple of days ago because I had like some artwork for hire that I had to do that. And I was like, I was like, ah, I was, I, I tried not too much. I was like, I want to be making music, but yeah. I got to do this work. Yeah, yeah. So let me not even stress it. Right. Um, so it's kind of like that. I'm consistent as possible. I make beats every single day um, basis, uh-huh. but I'm not always there either yeah. mentally sometimes. Just the energy, my energy in the day. Some like boom, bing. And other days, I'm just like so sluggish and yeah. me- mentally out of it, you know. But yeah, it'll be dope to do like one, three every single day. Yeah. I, um, mm-hmm. I want to get back to being more productive where I can keep putting out videos and start stacking up on these projects because I got, I have a lot of things planned as a matter of getting to them. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, man. It's only, there's only so much time in a, in a day, and you gotta you gotta keep your mental health. You gotta you gotta get your bullshit in there where it's like you gotta mentally, yeah, you know what I mean. Really, just uh, take care of yourself, and then at the same time, you know, eat, have your relationships, and and and, and uh, whatever it may be. It's like it's there's only so much time in a day. It's uh, it's sort of unfair because you look in, you look at your day, and you're just like fuck, man. And then when you get, <laughs> finally get time to it, you're just like nothing's coming out, and it makes you even more mad. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's not, yeah. And sometimes you don't want to force product, you know, to be productive, because then even sometimes then it's just a, a bad product, and you're just like, 
I don't know, I'm, I'm struggling with, with uh, writing. I'm doing my best, but sometimes yeah. you can like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I even wasting my time? You know, and then you're just like, no, stop, just shut the fuck up and do it. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I, I think I think a lot of that. And that I'm, 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 I have that voice in my head like every day. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm working. I'm trying to edit a video, and I'm like, what the hell is this? this is stupid. <laughs> uh, you know, like the other man. What was the other thing I was gonna say? Um, just yeah, like when you're talking about um not forcing things. At the, sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Sure. I remember a couple of weeks back, about a month ago or so. I was working on five, four or five beats that night, mm. and I would just save it, close it, save yeah. it, and I close it. Yeah. I'm like, let me just start a new one. Went by at six a.m. Finally, after working all night, I started the beat, and it, it clicked into place. And I was like, this is it, yeah. yeah. So I went from like just getting more sad and more sad. Yeah. And then finally, I'm just like dance, break dancing around the house and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I feel amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. That's a good feeling, man. When you can, uh, yeah, man. When you got through those five beats, that's you had to get through those those five beats. You didn't let to click, and when it clicks, and all of a sudden that make it makes perfect sense. It's like a fucking Lego, and you're just like huge rush. And the, the fact that you, him, I mean, I'm sure you were tired, but after that's like a huge adrenaline rush. You're ready to run a mile or something. You know what I mean? That's dope. That's a good feeling. Yeah, it's definite. Like sometimes it'll be like putting a beat together. Sometimes it'll happen like in 10, 20 minutes or. You yeah. work on the beat for like uh, an hour or two, but when it really clicks into place and you're like, "Oh, I got one," <laughs> then I'll just let it like play over and over for the next like hour or two. I can't even like move on to another one. I'm like uh, doing the celebratory dance. <laughs> I'm just chilling. So As it's such a should. great feeling. Yeah. So um, our, our chaos plays the keys um, was a was I think the second or third project that I discovered your music on? Uh, yeah, so that one, just quick correction, is uh, Chaos Plays the Notes. Plays the Notes, my bad. And um, that, yeah, yeah, that was a weird album. Like, I, I was trying to work on my next project. Damn, so that was after, that was that After I album. Mm. And I started working on that one, but I didn't know what it was going to be. I think I was trying to be, and I was like, let me try to put beats in a way. I started doing some some beats that just felt like chaos. They just came out of nowhere. They were a little more left field, more quickly, and they had a fit that feeling to them. So the ones that I was trying to over over process and do too carefully for the project, uh, they didn't feel real great. And then I started doing these other ones. Like um, the Ultraman beat, the, I think it was, what was it? Tico Tico was like the second joint. This The other one, which was like, um, I forget the name exactly. Turn around and run back home again. Mm. I did those three. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, this is, like, it was unplanned. This was like a direction I wasn't planning on going in. Yeah. And then right around there, I only had four beats. And I was like, that's the title. Chaos plays the notes. This is like, I have no control over this. I'm just trying to capture whatever's there. Anything that feels like great and, th you know, put it together and piece it together. Let me just pile, keep working on things and piling them up until it's like a real full length.
some of the projects I look at is let me go till I have about 76 minutes, which would fill up an entire CD. Mm. For whatever reason, I kind of use that measurement. Um, that's how that happened. It was just, it just started like place. And then I think this, I'm just going to jam, you know? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great album. I, I It's one of my favorites. And, I, I really, and um, again, um, I played the third track on it. I played it for my wife and I said, I, I want you to listen to this. And and I love learning, nerding out with my wife with music. We listen to pretty much everything and I'm just like, I want you to tell me what you see. And it was a third track and she was like, I see like spaceships and Star Wars. And I'm like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. Like I knew it, like I, I'm not fucking crazy. Like I can, same fucking thing, you know what I mean? It's super dope, man. And I was just like, this is, yeah, like, isn't that crazy? And she's like, yeah, like, I, I just, I, I, that's what I see. Like, if I, if I were to put a visual aid to it, I see grand. I see, I see, I see, like, this arena in space and something like that. It's like, you know, like a death race or something, you know, in space. It's, it's super dope, man. And, um, yeah, Chaos plays the notes. Um, those links will be in the, in, in, the, in the SoundCloud bio. So definitely check Yo, these that- out. Like, do you hear that as well? Or is it just, you're just lost control and, and, and the chaos took over? How did, how did, how did that work out? Most of the time, I'm not planning what what I'm going for. Yeah. Especially after the Cast Plays the Notes album, that kind of taught me more that lesson better. Like sometimes, sometimes I'll even plan on doing a beat for something specifically, and I'm starting to do it, but I'll grab a record or I'll get a sound like an example off of like um, you know like a streaming service. Uh-huh. I use like Google Play. I just and. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it for reason or for this person who asked me for something. Right. And then I might detune the sample and I'm like, uh-oh, now it sounds like com- this completely other thing that I did not plan on, mm. but I heard it. And I'm like, now I can't be stubborn. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do what I intended to do. I have to just follow wherever direction it started, like, pulling me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with Spotify either for because I don't pay for it. Um, but if you don't pay for it and you have the app, they play the songs randomly. And I'm so fucking nerdy when it comes to music that I don't like listening to an album out of sequence because the artist put it there one one through thirteen or whatever for a reason. And if I hear track four, and then I hear track seven, I'm like, that's not that's not what he wanted. That's not what she wanted. they they wanted it in this sequence and. It, if you're listening to the right artist, you know what I mean? There's some people out there that just drop like 32 songs and it's just like random shit, you know what I mean? But there are artists out there that sequence things and they segue in there perfectly. Um, if I, um, either. I listen to it in order. And if I can't get it in order, then I, I don't even try it because I'm like, I'm going to mess up the listening experience, you know what I mean? The I feel the same way. I'm very, yeah. very particular about that stuff. Yeah. Do you drop do you the same thing with your your rest chips and your albums? You you uh, sequence them in the way you want and yeah um, yeah even the rust chips even those which are not carefully planned out albums like once I pick the ten I kind of just stick to like there's gonna be ten on each chips uh-huh. except the first one um, once I pick out which ten they're gonna be I'll just listen to them. I'll put them in a playlist and I'll just fidget with them until they get into the correct order. And then, yeah. So even on a rust chips, which is just more of a sloppy version mm-hmm. compared to, um, object, 
I'm still very careful about every little millisecond between the trans track one or track two. Yeah. I'm I always um very obsessive over that. Like years ago when I would listen to digital music, I I think it was iTunes would do this too, where you would go from track one to track two, there'll be a little skit for a mill like this one will go click and the audio would glitch mm. as it's switching to the next track. Yeah. And I used I used to hate that so much. <laughs> um <laughs> But now everything's smooth where they kind of like, yes. I don't know, figured it out finally. But I know. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's a, there's a producer out there named Apollo Brown. And he had this album with Locksmith. And it was the first time I heard it, this this kind of transition. So in between songs, you know when you put to the to the record and you hear that, that sort of crackle? In between songs, he would have that. like Or, or, or rather in the beginning of it. Very subtle. You feel like you were sitting on your bed or on a chair with a beer and you have that that you know the, the booklet in front of you or you you flip the, the album behind and you're looking at the pr- production notes and stuff like that it made you feel like that and so when I heard when I hear Apollo Brown's records it's one of the things I listen to and I and I, I appreciate it because I'm listening to it digital for the most part I don't, I don't have the physical and if I'm listening to it digitally and I hear that it's very like ah uh, okay I'm listening to music, you know what I mean? And then they, that, that small attention to detail for me gets my fucking, like, yeah. music nerd boner fucking so hard, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it was, um, forget the name of it now, Robot in Your Ear. It was the second project I dropped. Yes. There's weird little things in between the in between the tracks. And also, it's dope when, when the volume is, like, mad low so that if you're playing it on speakers, you're not going to catch it. Headphone listeners. Uh-huh. And it goes from track two to track three, and you hear something weird in, in the background because you got a nice listening session with your headphones. That <laughs> stuff is super cool. Oh, I love that. little yeah. Easter egg and shit. That's dope, man. I will keep an ear out. <laughs> That's, that ties in perfectly with the title. You know what I mean? That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> oh, so yeah, thanks, go, go with uh, your catalog of new songs. fun to make it sounds like organic and it, it just sounds uh inevitable it sounds like something that you would you would you have to make you know what i mean so go ahead and uh, talk to us about new sauce yeah man 
initially thought of the idea of like salsa hip hop in a certain kind of way. Yes. Uh, 2000. And I, went, I was in Puerto Rico. I brought just a couple of like, you know, I had my Walkman and a couple of cassette tapes, like mixtapes. I think one of them was like a, even a rocket. Um, mm. And what else did I have? I had like, I think the Black, the Blackout album, Red and Meth. Okay. I think I had that with me and a couple of other things. And then for whatever reason, I'm like, I, I'm in Puerto Rico. I need some salsa. I went, I went to like walked up the block, Hans Place, and I found like a, a cassette store, just a music store, and I bought some tapes. I was like five or six more albums just okay, because I was already a fan of Hector, but I was like, I was like, I need more stuff to listen to. And I, I just, and I just listening to, you know, the hip hop and the salsa stuff and I'm out there in my aunt's house and I thought of the to combine this and I, I started like piecing together how it would sound it was 2000 and the new source album was 2014 mm. so all these damn years <laughs> I would always think about it I would talk to certain friends about it I would be like you, you know I got this idea right and then we would like some some of us would build on it and it wasn't at the end of 2012 2013 that I actually recorded something that sounded like it was the proper version of what that what that sound would be yeah every time i would mention it to people like salsa hip-hop they'll be like uh yeah pun did that on 100 uh-huh. percent and i'm like nah that's not that's <laughs> not what i'm talking about then because they in that song they sample the salsa beat like uh-huh. a salsa rhythm yeah and then they put drums under it that's what i'm talking about i'm yeah. talking about sampling like, like using grimy percussion hits and putting it together like it was a hip-hop beat like it's like i kind of compared it to like putting nas and dj Premier and willie cologne in the same room and then they just went crazy so instead of sampling salsa and putting hip-hop drums i'd rather just sample anything that you would sample to make a hip-hop beat okay and flip it into a salsa rhythm and then the same thing like conga loops. Yeah. I'm playing the, the conga, I'm playing it on the pads. So that's, you know, that kind of thing. And that, yeah, so it was just a long, took a long time. The combination of like how it should sound. Uh-huh. I think it was Bodega Down the Block the, on the New Source album. That one was, uh, that's when it, I kind of figured it out. Then I, then I got, a hold of some of my friends and I was like, yo, we have to do this now, 2012, 2013. And I was like, we have to put this together now because I want nobody else to like do it before me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to um, be the original. <laughs> and I know it was just, it was, it was so, it's so simple of an idea that all these years I'm like searching on Google and, yeah. and, you, and YouTube and everything. And I'm like, Every time I like, I would like hip hop salsa, and a result will come up, and I'm like, oh no, they did it. <laughs> I listen to it, and I was like, no, that's not, that's not what I mean. That's not right. it. I'm like, oh, good, I'm safe, I'm safe. <laughs> and then that's dope, man. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think there there's something important to say about um about about sort of like being the first one in there to to do it. And I think sometimes people, everyday people, including me. Think they know what they want musically. They know what they're looking for musically, and it's not until an artist comes out, like you or any 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 artist out there that's trying to do something 
unique and original to slap them in the head and be like, no, 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 this is what you want. You know what I mean? And when uh, with new sauce, it's, it definitely where it's 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 just you. And, and I think when it comes from your brain and you're not trying to, like you said, try not not you're not you're not doing you're doing this rusty joints thing. And and obviously, you know, it, it, it this is I'm sure this is music that you grew up with and and to you know on a daily basis where it's like oh this makes sense and when you occupy a lane that that isn't isn't there that you make your own lane people people looking for it they just haven't discovered it yet you know what i mean um this podcast is is hip-hop and and comic books hip-hop and geek culture you know uh one of our you know one of our taglines is if you know every single robin because there's four uh if you know the name of every single Robin and uh, and every single Bone Thugs or Wu Tang, like this is this is the podcast for you, and it, you can sort of because if you're listening to the podcast just for hip hop, and you're like, why I don't care about X Men, you know what I mean? But if you come in for X Men, like I don't care about rap music, but there's certain there's a, a niche there's a there's yeah. a there's a place for for somebody that oh they they cover both. I don't have to listen to three different podcasts, you know what I mean? So it, you're sort of just it's almost like for 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 us it's like almost like a self sabotage but it's not because there's people like you and me that that appreciate the comic books and hip hop but then there's also salsa and, and I think everything dude I love like heavy metal and these and, and um I love soul um and I mean I don't I don't listen to salsa yeah, and like that but my wife does you know and when um it's funny cuz growing up I was like oh fuck we got to clean when my wife woke up and she heard like you know samba or boom, it was like oh <laughs> fuck Wait, it's saturday mom you know it's six o'clock in the morning or seven and she's like get up and you know she's like yeah my mom was up and she was ready and she's dressed i'm like it's like seven o'clock you know and so yeah so a lot of times um when she hears it or she she does it to my kids now she does it to our kids rather and they're just like oh mom <laughs> not today and it's like yeah like this is this would have kids for you fucking torment them and she you know what I mean? <laughs> give them memories <laughs> But yeah, man, new sauces is yeah, is, a, is a definitely uh, a dope album that I, I enjoy listening to, and it's it's a melding of two different worlds. You know, it's it's really dope, and it, and it original sounding. Those will be exciting ideas. That's why I would go after something like, oh, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, and if nobody's done, it, it's even absolutely when people tell you to. Um, no, you should do it like this because this is what's popular or something. Right. Um, that doesn't seem like a good way to approach things. Um, and like your podcast, like you said, that genuine place of you're a big comics fan, big music fan, hip-hop fan. So the listeners who find you that like both of those things, they're like, yo, this is dope. They're really into this stuff. You know right, I mean? right. So I wanted to talk uh, really quick, and then I just uh, two more questions after that. The Equal Eye collaboration you did, Tasteless and Faceless. You know, I didn't. I uh, discovered him, Equal Eye, through you, through your your production, and I saw the the. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. You know, obviously another <laughs> another wild like comic book kind of adaptation of, of music. And then I uh, followed him on Instagram, and the guy's super wild, and the music is wild. And it's uh, it's a fun fun uh album and you guys did a, a, a visual for one of the songs too that's really dope how did that collaboration come about he, he is definitely pretty insane with it like <laughs> his, his instagram is crazy his, his ig's wild got all types of little recurring things yeah like, um, dead animals and stuff and yeah. like that. isn't that crazy 
But yeah, like I think, um, I think he just found me on Instagram. Man, what was it? Um, so that project dropped a year ago. So he probably like a year or a year and a half before that. Okay. And just kind of reached out. And then we just like, uh, we'll touch base once in a while. And then it kind of like, it ended up coming together very quickly. Um, I guess he was working on the songs. He came up with Tasteless and Faceless, and I think he even says giving. Yes. Then I came up with like the, the promo line of like, you know, just in time to ruin your, your, <laughs> din- your dinner. Yes. All that kind of stuff. The line, all that. It kind of, it tied then, in uh, really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Obnoxious, rambunctious, food that's contagious, scrumptious, rawness, puked on my pages. Pain comes in waves, behave to the grave. All day, every day, don't complain, don't remain. A controlled substance slave, speech no longer slurred, vision no longer blurred. Escape from all I've known, humility is shown throughout aching bones. No one's home, don't have a care upstairs. The lower you fall, the more exciting to climb. No time to rhyme about you are and how great i am in my own head i'm an urban legend that pretends to fit in true chameleon get involved don't try to solve other people's problems because lord knows i got so that one wasn't like um it wasn't like a whole concept except for this is just gonna be um some raw and at times just disgusting grungy type yes rawness that's yeah. it basically I love it. We're already talking on the second project. Nice. Um, something something longer this time. The, the last one was only six tracks, and only four of them were actual songs, intro, outro. Yeah. And um, I realized when I go on, like, um, Apple Music or something, it's under singles and EPs. Hmm. Or so, sometimes it's under the singles. That. Okay. I was like, no, you got to. <laughs> that's not supposed to. I don't know. In my brain, I'm like, that's over there. You yeah, know? right. But um, I mean, the EP, I could see that. Sure. I think some websites have it on the singles, which is weird. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we're gonna have some new stuff. We kind of already started. Well, good, good man. Yeah, that one. It would and yeah, it was just thrown together very quickly. He went to his homeboy's crib. He recorded everything in one shot, and I just tried to like, <sighs> I was done, you know. Yeah, so where where can where can people uh, follow you and and um, and get all these updates? Where's the best place to follow you? Um, so my main website is rustyjoints.net. Um, the second website, which is uh good to know, is testtubeboombap.com. Mm-hmm. That goes straight to the bank where all the releases are. The SoundCloud will have your your. I'll, I'll use like one of your album covers for that for sure. That way they can get that visual aid and and I'll definitely when I do the intro for it, I'm gonna definitely uh, let them know to go to your to get a visual aid of what you're listening to and uh, what what a stretch rusty joint. You know, the the man behind the mask. This is dope. Um, before we go though, because we're we're approaching an hour, <laughs> I I do want to. You know, obviously, like, I think the best way to to promote music is to have someone that knows about the person's music. 
and obviously like uh, people people are listening now the, the enthusiasm it's it's a real organic thing man. I, I genuinely love your music I, I enjoy listening to it whenever there's a new a new one coming out I always listen to it I try to cop as, as much as I can I know that you're a, a big fan of Homeboy Sandman and I know the dude is coming out with a new album I think Homeboy Sandman's a dope uh, a dope artist and I think uh, he's coming out with a new album this year I think he's an important artist to listen to Boy Salmon that you really dig. He's become one of my favorite lyricists, period. Okay. I found his music um I found his music somewhere around two two thousand nine ten. Uh MySpace. <laughs> yeah. And then I just kinda kept following along. Immediately I was like, yo, this is crazy. And we're actually we're both from the neighborhood kind of, you know, so uh um, from North Queens, Elmhurst. I think he's originally from Elmhurst, and I'm. I've always grown up in Elmhurst, Jackson Heights, Corona area, Regal. So he's a local local dude, and then I found the music. Just kept going, kept going. Now he got like a million projects. Yeah. And even like in even as as early as 2010, he had dropped two albums and a mixtape at that point, and just. The approach to the music, the lyricism, all the different flows. There's all types of different flows. Fast, slow pace, the content, the musical choices of beats he would rock over. It's just off the charts bananas. So he's, you know, ill with it. He's been a favorite of mine since then, you know? For sure, for sure. I, I music too. I, I, I uh, got into his music like maybe three years ago. Um, I listened to him earlier than that, and for some reason, it clicked with me. Same with MF Doom. When I was like, I was like seventeen, I went to Tower Records, and I got Mad Villainy. And this is this is gonna be blasphemy because I he's he's of all time, but I bought it. <coughs> I listened and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like some of it's not even it's not even like hello ladies and gentlemen, this is uh you know Victor Vaughn, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I don't get it. You know, I didn't. I only liked one lyric. Uh, the beats were mad weird, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is crazy!" And I remember listening to, you know, digging into Mad Lib, and I was like, you know, uh, living in a jar, the sample, and the. I was like, "What is this? Is wild!" And I was like, "This is why did I? Why did I?" You know, so yeah, Homeboy <laughs> Salmon was another dude like that where um, he, I wasn't mature enough and ready, and um, and yeah, I'm excited to hear about his. I'm here. I'm really excited to hear his new album. Um, but yeah, what what else? What else do you listen yeah, to? Man. What else do you listen to? What what else are you into? The, that yeah, the Mad Villain album, Insanity. That's how I found. Yeah. I that might have been how I also found Mad Lib. Um, but that's definitely how I found Doom. I picked up that album. What was it called? Um, Victor Vaughn. Yes, that album. So that was right around the time, and I was this shit is insane. Yeah, this whole. I realized later that Doom was doing it on the producers as well. Yeah. Uh, the Mad Villain album, yeah, that's definitely crazy. There's so much lo-fi dopeness and <laughs> everything just sounded like amazing. It was so weird. Yeah. It was weird as well, strange. Beautiful. Beautifully strange. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that really gravitates me towards uh, towards your music and, and, and obviously towards Doom's and, and that Victor Vaughn album... Uh, I, there's a skit in there where like it's sort of like an open mic but in space and uh, people like different species and stuff like that are talking and you know the the, the 
what is it? The host is like, nothing. someone else comes in and, <laughs> you know, Victor Vaughn was just like, it's, he has this one, one lyric where he's like, um, it's none of your business why I got this knife, sir. Some, some, something like, no, no. And then all of a sudden, slices windpipe, some, some, this thing in a hyperdrive, like, and he's like, and all of a sudden, like, he's out in the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's so, it's so wild. But he wait, he finds a way to make it work, dude, and, and it's like it's seamless, you know. And um, I would listen to what the fuck's happening. And I like how the skit ends with the. I like how the skit ends, uh-huh. uh, or the sex skit ends. Yeah, where it sounds like a very nerdy voice kid, and he's like rapping about like getting stoned or whatever. I forget what it was. It, it was either weed or LSD. He was talking about. Uh huh. But it was that was hilarious. Yeah, I actually came up with a a, a real interesting uh like a short story for, from that. And just, just listening to it, it just ignited this imagination. And I was like, Oh, and I just came up with a, with a quick outline. And I was like, this is, this is wild. And it sounds but it makes sense. Sort of like that whole 6am thing with you, where it kind of like clicked. And for a while I was, I was playing with stuff and all of a sudden, you know, my wrist hurt. I couldn't, I couldn't write quick enough. You know what I mean? And before I knew it, <laughs> notepads full. And I'm just like, you know, it's out, you know what I mean? It's super wild. Um, are, up, man. Are, are you, are you, uh, are you, I think I saw that you're, are you a fan of, uh, Kemba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been kind of listening to him for a bunch of years already, too. Yeah. You know, cause he's, he's another New York dude. So I, I forget when he dropped the project on the, before he used to be called YC the Cynic. YC the Cynic, yeah. And, um, so I think his first project was You're Welcome. It was a mixtape. Mm-hmm. And just from that, I was like, yo, this dude's ill. Yeah. He was like still young. I think he was still a teenager. Um, I was like, yo, he's ill with it. Yeah. Definite. <laughs> Definite fan. And the new, yeah, he yeah, he just dropped the, the Gilda, Gilda album. Have and you, I was like, man, I think he just leveled up on us. You know, like this thing is dope. It's just, it's, it's really dope. It's really dope. Yeah, you got to, you, <clears throat> you got to listen to it. Yeah, I heard it like once so far, and yeah. I was like, super, like it was dope. And I'm gonna go back to time, um, which I'm bad at always keeping up <laughs> with things all the time. Keep yeah. up with. A good example is the Dave Chappelle, you know, the new stand-up he did. I still didn't even watch it yet because yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get to that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna put it in somehow. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I did li- I did listen to the Gilda album, and I was like, oh, this is like, I like it better than even his, his recent albums, which are already dope. My thing is I, I've worked, for, you know, I usually work 10 to 12 hours, and um, I could, I'm able to listen to music. So I I listen to it, and I've been trying to listen. I listened to the Sky Zoo and Pete Rock album. I've only listened to that twice because I keep going back to Gilda. Like we said before, like how, how it kind of like works in a sequence. Um, there right before a song starts, there's not a skit. There's just a little bit of uh, someone talking that kind of cleans the slate that transitions transitions you to the song. And I really like that. Like you said, like a little attention to detail. It's really dope. Yeah, and yeah, you know that uh, there's a I think it was a song called Dead Ass. And um, pff, man, it's just it, it's a super dope song. It goes in and out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah that's what um. You know, it's his about his mom like having a stroke. I think it was and like a, a girl's voice like shouting something at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like quick, there was like a quick moment, like something, something, and it kind of like 
throws you off, and then it goes into the song Dead Deadass. Yeah, it was either before or after that one. Uh huh. But definitely those little. Yeah, man, it's a dope album. Uh, I I uh, I const I, I I do think that you know whether we're living in it, I think um we'll we'll, f- we'll see that uh you know in 10 20 years from now but there's definitely good hip hop there's definitely a lot of noise and there's definitely a lot of bullshit out there but there's definitely a lot of good shit out there um you know and if you're and I and I think instrumental music lo-fi hip hop is definitely like kind of on the rise we've reached a a boutique, a boutique era of tape releases and 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 labels where you can jump to a label and you can yeah. trust everything they come out with and uh, and yeah so I'm 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 mad excited for what's going on in hip hop I'm mad excited for the music that you make I appreciate you I appreciate your music I appreciate uh, the work and and the the six o'clock in the morning type of stuff that you do they please check out uh, Rush yeah it's just uh, it, it's incredible so check out check out the description. Uh, check out all those. Uh, is there anything Yo, else thank, you want to say, man? Thank you so much. Thanks for getting at me about the podcast thing. For sure, brother. And, yo, you've been showing mad love. And it's not just to me. Like, you brought up some of the other artists. Um, I always, you know, mixtape you bought or a cassette. Yeah. Or a new album that you that you just stumbled onto. And, and not just... And you like an extra mile, too, where it's like, you listen to it, you like it. You're not just, like, posting an image saying, oh, this is dope. But you're trying to review, yeah. like thoroughly, the project and give thoughtful feedback and like it's going on to your post. That's way more uh, compelling and convincing <laughs> of an argument rather than hey, go listen to this. But so thoughtful, you have a great way with words. I was telling my homeboy that I was like, oh, that's cool, man. The I way you describe that. things is so ill, and it's much appreciated. And I, I definitely. Your love of the music, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, not just the love you show to me, but to like all these artists that you're supporting. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think it's important. I much respect, that. man. Much and, respect. and positive zap. Positive zap, zap. <laughs> Peace, y'all.